Hello, and welcome to the Sapona Road Church Podcast. Today is a great day. It's the day that the Lord has made, and we are excited that you've taken time to join with us as we hear from God's Word. We exist as a church to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We hope that today's message encourages and blesses you and helps you to grow and mature in your walk and relationship with Him. The Word of the Lord is powerful and life-changing, so let's see our lives transformed as we listen to today's message. But this morning, because it's kind of Valentine morning, we are going to be talking about relationships. And I'm actually kind of shocked Aaron's allowing me to talk with him about relationships up here that can tend to be a little bit dangerous. But we, we, we really, this, this is a, I hate to say it because the last time I said it, it ended up being a longer message, but it really isn't a very long message. That last time I said that they went and told him in children's church to hurry up that he wasn't going to preach long and it ended up being... Uh, about 15 or 20 minutes longer than I normally speak. So you know how those but, preachers are. But we really, there's there's basic, two basic points to to the message today on relationships. So we're talking about our relationship with each other, some, and also with our relationship with the Lord. And we decided to title this message, Mr. and Mrs. Right, because that's what we are all looking for in a relationship, right? You've probably heard it said that we all think that we find Mr. Right until we marry him, and we find out his first name is always... We find out really fast <laughs> that Mr. Right thinks he's always right. And that's definitely this one right here. I, I had an idea when we were dating that, that that would be true, but when we got married, I, I took note. And I do have to admit that I've told Aaron in the years we've been married many times, you always think you're right. And it's never in this like, oh, babe, you always think you're right. It's you always think you're right when I'm semi-agitated. And almost every time I've ever said that to him is when I realized I was wrong. <laughs> almost ever. It's like I, I've realized being married to Aaron that when I stick to my guns about something, that's usually a bad choice because that's usually the very moment I'm like, oh, babe, you're right. But I married Mr. Wright. And unfortunately, that many times, many people... <laughs> what is wrong with you? It, I'm not... It's not dramatic effect. I, I forgot I had all that anointing oil in my hand. And I, went, I just rubbed it all in my right eye. And I just decided to get the left one, too, just in case. But it was accidental, I promise. I didn't mean to mess you up. It's like, I'm not saying anything sweet and you're crying. No, it's, it's that... Did you get it all? Yeah, I think so. My eyes are shining, I guess. I, don't, I, I didn't realize I had that much on my That's hand. That's the glory. Um, Sorry. You good? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> but let's get back because he's Mr. Right. Unfortunately, many times and many people never realize things in relationships because they've never given any thought to it aside from their own feelings and their own desires. We are really good at thinking about what we feel and think and not so much about the other person. Instead, we just get frustrated, we get angry without ever giving the situation any real thought at all. You see, in relationships, we have to think about circumstances and other people's point of view every now and then in order to be successful in that relationship. 
Sometimes being right isn't necessarily what leads to the most successful of relationships. But that's why we chose Matthew 22 and 37 as our scripture, because it says, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And mind is what we're going to focus on here. The word mind means deep thought. There are a lot of people out there, and they'll tell you, they, oh, man, I love the Lord. I love the Lord with all my heart. But they don't want to put any thought into the relationship. And they do the same thing in their personal relationships as well. Oh, they're so emotional. They're head over heels in love and all these other things. But they never put any thought. They don't love the person with their mind. They don't think about things and how it, how it affects things. And so what happens with people when they're this way with the Lord, and they, don't, they love Him with all their heart, they love Him with all their, their soul, all their emotions, but they don't bring their mind into it, is they either want a list of do's and don'ts religion, uh, so they don't have the same thing. They don't have to give it any thought um, and how those things affect relationship, or they want a religion where anything goes. They can do whatever they want and don't have to give any thought into how their actions, whether they're good or bad, um, are affecting things. And, and like I said, that's the way many people are when it comes to other relationships as well. They either don't want you to say anything to them, Maybe you, hopefully you're not married don't to this person, me. but maybe you've, maybe you've dated this person. They don't want you to say anything to them about anything they do, or they either just want you to tell them, you know, what do you want or don't want? They want you to just tell them everything. Yeah. And uh, now that, I know we all, all of us men do that when we're trying to figure out where to go eat with our wives. Uh, we're just, you know, just tell me what you want. What do you want or what do you not want? But uh, that's not what I'm talking about here because communication, it's always a huge part to, to any relationship. We, we need to communicate what our wants are and what our needs are to our spouse. That's important. But there still needs to be that love with the mind where we actually give it thought. We actually think about how things are affecting our relationship. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't ask questions to each other. But <laughs> Heather asks me questions all the time. The strangest now, y'all, y'all are the same way. All the women in here, maybe some of the men. But do you ever like say, "Hey, babe, what you thinking about?" Right? Has has, has any woman? In, uh, thank you. Has okay. any man in here ever asked that question? No. <laughs> but well, because you're sitting there you, just... you want to think that maybe they're just sitting there zoned out, thinking about how amazing you are. And I don't think I've ever asked Aaron that one time, and that's been his answer. He'll, not yeah, it took a while for her to finally understand that sometimes I'm just, men have this ability. We're not thinking about anything. I, how is that it's even come, possible? He's literally zoned out thinking about not a thing. She doesn't like this part because now um, I saw this TV show. I was actually telling Jonathan about this TV show, and uh, the guy was on there talking to this newlywed husband. And he's telling him all the horrible things about marriage and what not to do. And he's like, get ready, it's coming. You can't even, you can't even sit and be quiet without being bothered. <laughs> She's going to come up and ask you what you're thinking. And uh, he's like, you know what I do? I say if I wanted to talk about it, I'd be talking. And, uh, and sure Aaron's enough, never guy, said that yeah, to me, I don't do that. just to be clear. But I have threatened to do it after I told her about the show. But the, the guy, of course, the guy's wife walks over. And uh, they're both sitting there not saying anything to each other in their first question. Hey, what you, what, you, what you thinking over there? But it's okay to ask questions. But at the same time, we need to give thought to our relationships yeah. and how things affect our relationships. 
And so uh, I can probably explain it better by giving some examples that uh, I give to people uh, talking about getting married or when I talk to them before uh, the wedding and things like that. And uh, I don't do a whole lot of marriage counseling before weddings, but I do t try to talk to them and get to know them a, a little while um, with it. Because being married and belonging to Christ are very similar relationships. They're both a very, very uh, important covenant. And they're very similar when it comes to this point. Everyone wants to know what's okay and what's not okay. Probably you've thought it, I've thought it, I've even said it, reading about trying to find about certain things in the Bible and what the Bible says about it. And I've even said, man, sometimes I wish it would just say it straight out. Do this, don't do this, instead of leaving so much to people's interpretation with things. But everybody wants to know that. What, what's okay, what's not okay? But it really comes down to answering this simple question. How's this affecting my relationship? How is this affecting my relationship with the Lord? How's this affecting my relationship uh, with my spouse? And so the example that I'll give the people when I talk to, the last person I talked to, uh, he was into baseball. And uh, I said, well, now that you're getting married, it's no longer about you. It's about the relationship. It's about you as a couple. And I said, so it's, it's like this. You have to figure things out because uh, with me, I like, to, uh, I like playing volleyball. Heather loves volleyball. So I could probably go play volleyball three times a week and Heather wouldn't even be upset unless I wouldn't let her go with me. She would be right there and won't, want to go. She I likes to, to watch or to, or to play. I said, you may go try and play baseball or softball twice a week and it just causes a war at your house. I said, because it's affecting your relationship. I can go play, it doesn't affect it. There might be other things that you have that don't affect your relationship, but with me, it will cause problems. And I said, uh, I said, that's what you have to start basing decisions that you make now on. You're in a covenant, you're in a relationship that could change everything. It's not that playing ball is wrong. It's not that it's a sin. It's not that it's this horrible thing because you know that's what you'll hear guys say. It isn't like I'm doing this and it'll be something terrible. I'm just trying to play some ball. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm not saying women don't use this to go after, after them today if you've had a discussion about ball. I'm just saying that it doesn't matter. It's not what's it's right what or wrong. It's how it affects the relationship. Whatever that is. Yeah, before I, uh, before I started preaching, I used to like watching fights. I still, don't, I still like watching fights, but don't... On the TV, to be clear. Um, it's just that they, the good fights happen real late at night, on Saturday nights. So uh, I don't do that anymore. But before... Because <laughs> it affects relationship. <laughs> before, I would stay up to 1.30 watching the fights, you know, and not go to bed after 2. But I was up that Sunday ready to go to church. It didn't affect anything about my desire to go to church or my ability to get to church. You may stay up and watch that fight and you're not waking up to 11:30. You're not you know, you're going to be dead to the world until it's almost lunchtime. Well, it's not that watching a fight is bad, but how's it affecting your relationship when you can't even get out of the bed to go worship the Lord and go be in his house? Yeah. So it's not always about uh, a sin or not a sin or bad or good and those things like that. See, if we're really in love with the Lord, then the question shouldn't be is this a sin or not? The question should be How's this affecting my relationship? If we really love our spouse, it shouldn't be an argument of, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. What's the big deal? It should be a discussion. 
about how is this affecting our relationship? Is it affecting it in a negative way because our relationship is more important to me than anything else? What do we need to do to make this better? See, with God and with each other, it's not always a matter of right or wrong. It's a matter of relationship and how something affects that relationship and giving it the thought to know what's best, loving God with not just our heart and our soul, but with our minds. And I think that all of us, well, at least the women in here probably, we all wanted to find Mr. Right. Like even to the point of I kind of made a list of everything that I wanted. And Aaron pretty much fit everything for the most part. Except for my height. That was the one thing. I didn't want to say it, but that was the one thing. But, but we always have this list of what we're looking for. But do we ever make the list as if what if they're looking for Mrs. Right? Like, what do I want to be for them? We're, we're so quick to always project on someone else about what we're looking for in them, but very slow to look for it in ourselves. Not just when it comes to marriage relationships, but also with our relationship with the Lord. Are we trying to be Mr. or Mrs. Right when it comes to being the bride of Christ? How often do we ever really even think about the relationship of us being the bride of Christ? We talk so much about being a child of God, and that's an incredible, amazing gift but have we ever thought about how many love to talk about being a child, but never seem to spend any time or focus on being the bride? We rarely talk about it. We rarely think about it. And could it be that there's a lot less responsibility on our part being a kid versus being a bride? You see, a kid just has to be a kid. They're living the life. Like, how many times have we always been like, why don't you want to take a nap? I wish that I had like, loved taking a nap when I was little. Or all these little things. Like We think about that little bit of responsibility as a kid, but a bride has to think about the groom. A kid can just do whatever they want and say, oh, well, my daddy's going to take care of that. My daddy's going to fix it. But a bride has to be responsible, has to think not just about herself, but about us and put the groom before herself. Being a bride is a different level of maturity and responsibility than being a kid. Yeah, kids get away with stuff. They get away with things when they're small that would be unacceptable when they're older. And we got to realize that there's a lot of people that are, approach personal relationships this way too, where it's like it's all about what the other person can do for them, and they never think about what they're bringing to the table as far as in, in, in the relationship. And uh, every person in here, you probably, uh, if, you, if you have a child, uh, you have had some moment where they did something or said something and you couldn't help but bust out laughing. But if they did or said that at 20 years old or even 15 years old, you probably want to slap them right across the face and or go hide because you'd be so embarrassed at that behavior. Well, our kids are like anybody else's kids. They both have done stuff like this, especially Stephen. Uh, so I'll save him for last. But Hannah, when Hannah was about three years old, she could talk pretty good, so uh, she walks up to me, and she says, uh, Hey, Dad, when do I get to start wearing makeup? I said, you know, it was just out of the blue. I said, Hannah, what are you wanting to wear makeup for? And she says, Well, Dad, that's what you do when you want to kiss the boys. And so I just started laughing. But if Hannah came up to me today at 18 and asked for whatever she wanted, and I said, why do you want that? Well, that's what you do when you're wanting to go kiss some boys. Lock them up. Lock them up. Heather would be having to pull me off of her if I was strangling her and dragging her to her room to lock her away till she's 35. But 
when they're a kid, they get away with things. When they get older, there becomes things that it's not that there's anything wrong, but there's a different level of maturity. Right. Stephen, when, when, Stephen, when Heather and I got married, we were at the reception and we just cut the cake. <laughs> and he comes prancing up there in his little suit. He was so cute, y'all. His little self. And with those big blue eyes and he mm. tapped Heather on the side and he looked at her and he just said, does this mean I can call you mama? <laughs> yes, that's what happened. And so like, Heather stoops down to him all serious and she's like, you can call me anything you want. Just like, I'll give you the world. Just and he <laughs> says, good, mama, get me a piece of that cake. <laughs> But he was bossy. He was bossy then. He's bossy now. Nothing much has changed. But when he was about three, so if you've got one about to be three, get ready. They do things. <laughs> I'm at my grandfather's house, and this gentleman comes in, and he's a, a shorter, overweight fellow. And the very first thing Stephen says, he just walks right up to. Him, he says, "Man, why are you so fat?" <laughs> and I'm like. But the guy, it was December, so it was around Christmas time. The guy doesn't skip a beat. He's like, well, hadn't you ever heard of Santa Claus? And Stephen looks right back at him and says, yeah, what happened? Did you eat him? And the guy said, you little rascal, and tried to grab him, and Stephen took off running. All I did was start laughing. What else was I going to do? Apology wasn't going to help anything. He just accused the guy of eating Santa Claus. And I don't know how a little three-year-old thinks that way, but that's what he said. And so the stories are funny, but at the same time, you wouldn't think very much of Stephen today at his age and his size if you heard him picking on a little fat man about eating Santa Claus. You would think, man, that kid, his parents have taught him anything, nothing. He has no manners. He's rude. He's whatever would come to your mind. See, he's held to a different standard and a different accountability now. Yeah. And it's the same way with us as the bride of Christ. There are a lot of people who are, you know, they're, they're doing those same things and they've been saved for 30 years, 20 years, 10 years, it, whatever it would, it would be. And it doesn't make any sense. We need to stop being childish and we need to stop being all in our feelings and actually think about our relationship with God. And yes, we need to love him with all our heart and we need to love him with all our soul. But what about our mind? We need to actually give some thought to the things that we do and don't do and how those actions are affecting our relationship. And when Aaron did that example, I mean, it really changed things for me, just the way that I view things. When he said about our relationship with the Lord and with each other, you don't just think about, is this a sin? You ask the question, is this affecting relationship? I think that sometimes often in the church, we're so wrapped up in, is this sin or is this not a sin? And that's true. Some things are sin, but a lot of that, probably most of that, probably all of that would be taken care of if our question was, is this affecting a relationship? Because if we just focus on, is this a sin or is this not a sin, we can start developing a legalistic mindset and almost be robotic. But if we focus on, is this affecting a relationship, the sin will be taken care of, but then we're going to be on the path to holiness. We're going to be on the path to being that bride that he's coming back for. I mean, when Aaron said that to me, like I was even thinking about our relationship because there are sometimes it's, I'm telling you, it's super easy being married to Aaron. It really is. He, he pretty much 
puts me before himself all the time. But sometimes I kind of like, on my side, to justify my own decisions. Like, there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. I could be doing drugs or something. (laughs) But there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. But even if it's not a sin, if it's affecting relationship, because as a bride, when I married Aaron, I stopped thinking about just me. I started thinking about us. And if we start thinking about us in relationship to the Lord and the decisions that we're making affecting a relationship, it will change everything. My dad used to tell me this when, when I would ask him about something that I wasn't sure about. Because there are going to be those times. There's some things where it's obvious. It's affecting relationship. Uh, and there are going to be other times where you're not sure. He, uh, so here's just another little Bobby Wilson nugget for you. Uh, it, you know, the same thing. You want your parents to just tell you the answer. But he would, he would say this to me. I'd say, I don't know if I should do this. Uh, you think it's wrong to do this? And he would say, is it worth it? It's not the answer you want to hear because when you think about it, usually that means you're not going to get to do the thing you're wanting to do because, no, it's not worth it. If you're not sure about it, is is it worth it? But it's that same way with us. If you really care about the person and you're really putting the thought involved, it's amazing the things that become easy to do, to make sure you do for your spouse or for the Lord, and the things it becomes easy to not do, that you realize they're not that, uh, not that important. So you have a lot of people... Uh, and when it comes to being a Christian, they they just think that they're supposed to recite this prayer so that they don't go to hell. They don't even really realize that they're supposed to be entering into a covenant relationship yeah. with the Lord. It's true. And so when they do that, they have this problem is that, oh, they love God. The problem is though they love this person better. And that's never going to, that's not going to work. Uh, and, and they're worried about what they're going to give up. And, and it's the same thing when people, when it comes to getting married. Uh, we, we, people are more selfish now than I think they've ever been. And we have a lot of people that they'll, they will stay in a relationship for years, but they won't get married. Mm-hmm. Now, am I saying that they don't love you? No, they love you. They just love themselves more. And if that hurts somebody's feelings, I'm sorry, but it's really something to think about because... If they loved you more than they did them, they would, you would, they wouldn't, they would be a no-brainer. I love her more than I love myself. It's not a question. It's not even something I have to, have to think about. And so when that happens, it's no longer me. It becomes us. I'm not talking about that you never get to do anything you want to do ever again and you always do it the other person's. I'm saying you let go of me and become us. Yeah. They need to do the same thing or it's going to be rough. It works both ways. But see, God's already taken care of that. What else could he sacrifice? What else could he do to prove that he loves us? What else, could it, what else could we ask of him? But there's so many people when it comes to being a Christian, they think it's hard and it's such a difficult struggle. It's because you're still trying to be me and trying to serve the Lord instead of realizing me is gone and now it's us and it's everything that I do. Uh, I'm in Christ and I do it for Christ and he's who gives me the strength. And it changes really everything about the relationship and, and the dynamic. If not, if I'm always looking out for me, then I'm never going to be able to see his will. If I'm always looking out for me, I'm going to always have a hard time hearing his voice and doing what he's, what he's called me to do. And the, what we're talking about is the transition. We're always going to be a child of God, but we're also called to be the bride. Um, both of my children... I remember probably more Hannah doing this, but as she's gotten older and realized that, you know, the older you get, the more responsibility that comes, she's like, Mom, I don't want to grow up. 
I want to stay a kid. I want to stay a kid. And, and I tell her, okay, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. So if we only ever focus on the do's and don'ts of religion, then we're not going to really see that relationship as the bride that makes it all worth it. Because if we're always focused on the law and what we can and cannot do, it's always just going to be this list that if we focus on a relationship, it's all taken care of. Because when we're a bride, it's, it's amazing the transition that happens. I mean, like even as your kids get older, I mean, Tommy can vouch for this. Michelle and Monica can vouch for this. As your kids get older, the relationship changes, but it becomes better, right? Like you move from not just being, that's my kid, to let me, let me talk to them, almost kind of like a friend. And then as they become more of a friend, then maybe you can confide in them. Maybe you're even going to turn around and ask your kid for advice and wisdom. I mean, Aaron's done that with Aaron and and Stephen in different situations. As we transition from that childlike mindset to the bride, we're not, we go from a kid to a friend to a partner. And that makes it all worth it because imagine what it's like to partner with the father and what can happen in the kingdom when we leave behind the childish things. Stop thinking about just me and start thinking about us. That's when everything changes. So quick recap. Yeah, quit trying to find Mr. Right. Heather already found him. No, I'm just kidding on that one. Do what? <laughs> kind of, sort of, yeah. So uh, just when it comes to it, just think about how things are affecting your relationship, and you're going to be surprised how much it helps with your relationship with the Lord and also with those around you. And don't forget to love God with your mind. You know, I've, I've come to think, I think this is because of the way I talk. Jill was having this talk with me one time about thankfulness. And I was trying to talk about it, and I kept saying think instead of thank. And I know you can't tell very much difference in the way I say the two. It's the way people in Grace Creek talk. Think and thank are pretty much you just, it, 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 it's like it's the same word. If you don't take the context of the sentence, you're not going to know which one I'm saying. And, uh, and then, but all of a sudden, something kind of like spoke in my, my mind a little bit, and I thought, what if that's the key to being thankful, is thinking about him? You know, sometimes we're so busy trying to have a thankful heart and say the right thing and do the right thing that we do it without even giving it any thought. But what if we just spend, if you spend some time just thinking about the God, you can't help but start to having a thankful spirit rise up in you and thanking him for all that he's done and realizing how, how much he's done for you already. And then it makes that part that we're talking about so, so much easier. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you for your love, Lord, this Valentine's Day. We just thank you for your heart for us. God, we thank you for all that you do, Lord. We just thank you because you're so amazing. Lord, it's unbelievable how much you care and you think about us. I pray that we would take the time to think about you and to have a heart of thanksgiving towards you, God. Lord, I pray for those that are maybe uh, struggling in relationships today, God, that they would... They would begin to love not just with their heart and soul, but with their mind. And they would begin to, to, to understand the importance of, of letting go of me, Lord, and, and of putting you first in all things, God, and where it becomes an us thing. 
God, I just pray for uh, Sister Brandy, God. I pray for this tragedy that's happened uh, in Alaska, God, that you would just give her a strength and understanding, Lord, and that she would just do an amazing work for the kingdom there on this assignment that you've placed her on, Lord. We pray for Sister Sybil. We pray complete healing in her body, God, that you would strengthen her, Lord. And we pray for Sister Sarah, God. We, we, uh, we thank you that Kevin is in a better place, God, and Lord, that he's, he's with you right now, Lord. And so we just speak comfort to her and to his sister Donna, Lord, and to all the family, God, that you would just uh, be with them in this time of grieving, Lord, as they mourn this loss. And God, we just thank you, Lord, that you are just so good that we know you're going to take care of it all, Lord, that you never forsake us, you never leave us. And God, we just ask your blessings upon everyone here today. In Jesus' name, amen. We are so happy that you joined us today. If you are interested in learning about or giving to this ministry, you can find more information at saponaroadchurch.com. If you are local to the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, our meeting times are 1045 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7 o'clock p.m. Wednesdays for our connect groups. From all of us here at Sapona Road Church, we hope that you have a great day as you walk in the Lord's favor and blessing.